Welcome aboard PanCon Flight 257 to London. The flight time today will be six hours and 30 minutes. Thank you and enjoy your flight. Good afternoon. This is your captain, Rayford Steele, on flight PanCon 257. The weather conditions are reported to be good, so it will be a nice, smooth flight all the way to London. Please sit back and enjoy our excellent service. Hello there, and welcome to the second episode of The Worst of Netflix, a fan-critical podcast. Mm. This is the podcast where John and Gaz uh, are on our quest to find the worst films on Netflix. So as mm. I mentioned, it's, it's hosted today by me, Gaz, but I am joined by my gracious sidekick, John. Well, I'm not your sidekick, am I? Well, for the purposes of this today, you are. So mm. do what I tell you and introduce yourself, please, mate. Okay. Well, it's me. It's John. I um the founder um, and definitely the, the main host of this podcast. Um, but I've let the little fella have a go this week. Um, All right. I am Pipe officially... down. That's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I'm officially one nil up in this uh, in this quest. You are. You are. Look, I... Uh... Here's the thing. This is a it's it's an honesty system that we have in place, and mm. I will be totally frank and say congratulations on a, a terrific pick uh, for our last episode. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe you could remind our viewers of what that was. Uh, it was a wonderful movie called um, Leo the Lion um, yeah. about a vegetarian slash gay lion um, <laughs> who, uh, for some reason. I uh, was knocking about uh, with a very, very dodgy antelope. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I implore you to. The response that we've got from it has been pretty fucking good, to be honest. Hence the reason why we're back for episode two. Yeah, hence the reason why we're putting ourselves through this again. <laughs> and, you know, John, like you mentioned, mm. we implore people to go and have a listen to that episode. We do not implore anybody to watch that film. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so I mean that was a successful a successful choice. So well done, mate. That was a zero blueberry movie mm. um, from both of us. I'm, I'm wondering, actually, do you, why don't you introduce the concept of a blueberry just for for anyone who hasn't listened before? <clears throat> yep. So ultimately, we work with uh, a blueberry system. Uh, it is the best rating system uh, in all systems of rating. Uh, we use zero to five blueberries, but what we do not do is half a blueberry. Um, so if you're getting yeah, a zero bloob, you are you should be ashamed of your involvement in film. Uh, and if you're getting a five <laughs> bloob, you're probably a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So so that's that's how that works. Very good. Um, why don't we do half blueberries? Because it doesn't make sense. Who has half a bloob? We use four bloobs. Uh, it's a fair but firm system, um, yeah. much like um, a firm bloob. Excellent. And to be honest as well, the, the system is a five blueberry system, if we were rating systems out of five. So, um, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> the solar um, system. All right. <laughs> yeah, also a pretty good system. Yeah, it is a Okay, so uh, so last week, as you reminded us, it was Leo the Lion. Um, mm. Terrific. What a romp that was. <laughs> um, so it was my turn to pick uh, this week. 
And I went with a movie called Left Behind. Um, so, oh, <laughs> oh good. Um, that's a raspberry that you're giving. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> Um, so, I mean, Left Behind, I guess, what drew me to it as an option was, um, A, it had some terrible reviews, of course, mm. um, but B, it starred Nicolas Cage. What are your thoughts on on Mr. Cage, John? What are your thoughts? He's um, he's a bit of an enigma. Uh, yeah. I can't think of many other actors that started their career as well as he did to now be doing what he's doing like yeah the guy's an oscar winner <laughs> when was the last time he had a good film um kick ass yeah that's true that's true that i i did enjoy that um lord of war that was uh that was pretty good yeah that's okay but for the most part it's <clears throat> he's become like this uh he's almost like a parody of himself there is something about him that's uh that's captivating Weirdly enough, when I looked at the concept, I was like, "Okay, I mean that's that's pretty cool." Well, I'm um, glad you've I'm glad you've brought that up. Actually, I was going to read out the uh, well the IMDb summary of the movie. Um, now, I'm this not is a sure. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that the person who wrote this has actually watched it. It feels it feels a bit like somebody's told them about the movie and they've gone, oh, all right, yeah, I'll type that up. And yeah. they've, they've sort of got it wrong slightly. Uh, so it says, <laughs> um, a small group of survivors are left behind <laughs> after millions of people suddenly vanish and the world is plunged into chaos and destruction. Now... The, the the issue that I have with this is it does say a small group of survivors are left behind after millions of people yep. suddenly vanish. Now, I think this film came out maybe five years ago. The the, the world's population at the moment is about 7.6 <laughs> billion people. <laughs> even if, even if sort of, even if a billion of those people go, that's still a yeah. majority, a vast majority that are left behind, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a terrible description. But of be a, a movie. that would be a weird synopsis if they went. The vast majority of Earth has survived. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, okay, it's just a, just another day. A gigantic <laughs> number of survivors are left behind. <laughs> anyway, for anyone anyone out there who hasn't seen it. Um, I will, it's essentially a number of people and, and millions, millions of people, to be fair, do go, do vanish across the world. Mm. And the world appears to be plunged into chaos. And we see this the moments after the, the disappearances from two perspectives, really. One on the ground mm. um, through a uh, uh, probably a, a lead character, Chloe, who will come to soon. Um, and then mm. one in the air through our other obvious lead, played by Nick Cage. Um, <laughs> and we see those two kind of circles uh, be plunged into varying levels of chaos, I suppose. But again, like, just because something is a cool concept doesn't mean that you don't have to, you know, attempt to have an actual 
proper director and direction and a script and and fucking proper acting like it's just lazy um i know we're skipping ahead um but i'm uh yeah i'm i'm uh, as len would say chomping at the bit to to start kicking the shit out of this film you are chomping at the bit we'll get you we'll i'll let you Mm. get kicking soon don't you worry now look we obviously um we're going down the the worst of netflix and one thing that that we enjoy doing in all of our shows and movies that we watch is we do like to have a look at what other people are thinking what are other people saying about this stuff and oh yeah yeah we we like focusing on reviews that have an element of anger to them maybe or <laughs> disgust and it's always fun it's always fun to look at what people who think something is an absolute piece of shit why they think it's a piece of shit right it's always good fun yeah yeah i thought you're not you're not going to find good reviews here <laughs> well i thought <laughs> for this movie that it would be very interesting to have a look at <laughs> Why people loved it before we started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking hell, that must have been hard work. It was because the reason I came to this was because it was hard trawling through the reviews that hated it and finding mm. ones that didn't make perfect sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like reading yeah, yeah, reviews yeah. that are like, this movie is terrible because the direction is terrible and the storylines are non-existent. And it's like, well, yeah, that's all true. That's I can't read that out. <laughs> but, yeah. But what is brilliant is, is reading why people thought this was a great movie. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna read out um, one to you. I've managed to lose their usernames, unfortunately, so I can't credit them. So sorry about that. Um, Just but, make them up. It's uh this is by uh Pagan one oh four. Um <laughs> and He directed this film, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Um mm. This is this has been given uh ten out of ten stars, which I think <laughs> I think translates to five blueberries, right? Probably. Probably. All right. Now, they have said, our hero, Nick. Right. Now. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, our character isn't called Nick. He he is played by Nick. And in fact, off air, you and I spoke about the fact that it was important to make sure that we knew the character's name. So that we didn't just refer to him as Nicolas Cage. Um, But... Pagan, I think what? I think it's important that there's a a distinction between the characters that Nick Cage plays and Nick Cage. <laughs> um, that yeah. has to be important for a narrative direction. You'd think. You'd think. Um, anyway, I'll continue. Our hero Nick plays a phil- philandering airline pilot with a pious yeah. wife and atheist daughter. <laughs> mm. Nick chooses to fly to London with his new flight attendant girlfriend rather than spend time with his wife and daughter. His flight becomes historic as it occurs during the rapture. With a capital R, of course. (laughs) Nick is then tasked with taking a plane, running short of gas, and full of only Hillary supporters back to New York City after many of the past... I know, it's a plane full of <laughs> Hillary supporters. Oh my god! Yeah, wankers. 
And I mean, when we talk about what it is that makes them Hillary supporters, I mean, it's basically because it seems to be a multicultural plane. Um, Very multicultural. Too, yeah. too multicultural. Well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Yeah. Anyway, so the plane is full of only Hillary supporters and he's got to take them back to New York City after many of the passengers have disappeared mid-flight, leaving only their clothes and personal possessions behind. Not all that mm. much to look forward to if you are familiar with the rapture. It's going to get pretty rough for Nick and his daughter to face the troubles. His wife was among the chosen few. So that's somebody who loves that movie. Yeah. And maybe gives you a bit of a hint as to some of the, uh, uh, I would say undertones. I don't know if that's the right word, is it, um, for what this movie is actually about? Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand why that person enjoyed the film. No. They sound quite negative. Like, if that plane, all right, well, spoiler warning. (laughs) Yeah. But if that plane would have crashed and everyone would have suffered, then I could understand because this person clearly is not a Hillary fan by any means. Um, <laughs> and I know this isn't, you know, political critical, but um, uh, and I don't want to get too much into, you know, American politics. I don't think anyone does. Um, but I, I don't understand what in that review this person has enjoyed of this film bizarre i think it's the fact that they're they're left behind yeah left behind yeah Yeah. um all right (laughs) now i think hopefully hopefully everybody's got an understanding of kind of what this film's about i mean i don't know you watched it john do you have an understanding of what it's about it's a low budget hollywood movie but it's a big budget Christian movie. What we'll do now is uh, <laughs> we will go through the plot um, as much as there is one. We'll, we'll talk through the movie. Um, now I've got hmm. a, I suppose, as Len would say, again, I hate referring to him when he's not here. It's ridiculous. It's like well, he's actually in this film. <laughs> well, you'll have to point him um, out to me. Well, you if you were to rewatch the film, there is a small boy in this film. Um, <laughs> he's Len all over. Okay. All right. Don't say Len is all over small boys. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah, a problem. That's, that's not being proven. Um, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through, uh, read through my notes. And as is tradition, that's, that's the thing <laughs> I was saying that Len says, um, as is yep. tradition. I will read through the plot points and John, I would love for you to stop me at any point that you feel worth further discussion. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. Very disciplined approach. All right, wonderful. Um, (laughs) All right, so first of all, the movie opens and one positive experience to come out of the, (laughs) the opening titles of the movie is that this one, unlike last episodes, is not a Weinstein production. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're off to a flyer. Um, Although, having said that, um, yeah. it's by what one entertainment, right? Um, the irony being that obviously that is almost like the score of this is of this movie. Oh, very good! You know, one out of ten for entertainment. Um, that's, that's incredibly clever. Well done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. 
All right, so we start off uh, with some establishing shots of, of New York, and uh, and then we're in an airport, and we see a lady buying a book in the airport. Do you know what the book was, John? Did you catch this? It was Left Behind, the novel. <laughs> That'd be That'd very be meta. weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she reads the book Left Behind. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is. She actually just wakes up on the plane having read the book. And then that's just the end of the film. And, ah. that, and that was the worst of Netflix. We think, as in John, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, the book was called Acts of God. Ah. Acts of God. When you say Acts of God, you mean like ACT rather than a <laughs> yeah. very vengeful God. <laughs> Um, yeah, God not with like, an axe to grind kind of thing. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah, axe, <laughs> axe as in like you would see at a play, um, not... Like the things that we don't see in this film. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, although we don't see either. So, hmm. All right, so we see this lady buying this book, Axe of God. She looks very happy with herself. Um, I suppose that sets up the movie for what it might be about. Right. Mm. Um, we're yeah. then very quickly introduced to Chloe, who arrives uh, from an aeroplane of some description from some city, <laughs> yeah. um, landing mm. in New York, and she's on the phone to her mum. Now, my first thought was, all right, so here's, here's Chloe, a like 30-something-year-old. Uh, she's come back home or something on the phone to her mum. Wait, no, hold mm. on, sorry, what? Yeah. She's in college. Yeah. She's far too old to play this character. Yeah. I mean, it confuses me even more when, like, she sees her younger brother. I'm like, that's that's her yeah. son, surely. And I mean, she's about she's about 12 years younger than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> who's supposed to be her dad. So, yeah. Not good, is it? Is that actually true? Well, it might be. Right, okay. It's not, is it? So, anyway, she's, she's flown home, um, and she's on the phone to her mum, who uh, is like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Welcome home. Um... And Chloe's like, all right, can I, uh, is dad, dad ready? Is he around? And, um, unfortunately the mum is like, no, he's been called into work. Like a last minute thing. How annoying. Oh, how annoying. Now this is a real problem. It's a real problem for Chloe though, because her dad is a pilot and if he gets called into work he's gone for a while right and i mean that's an issue because she's here for his birthday yeah selfish bastard well let's get to that shall we <laughs> before we before we realize the selfishness of of chloe's bastard father um mm. we uh we do we, the phone call finishes with chloe being a little bit exasperated and <laughs> and uh chloe's mum looks over to the mantelpiece. Now, did you notice this? <laughs> this, what, the photo? Yes. Oh, man. I burst into, I burst into absolute <laughs> laughter. What um, is it? It was one of very few notes uh, that I wrote of the film. Um, this is one of the funniest pictures I think I've ever seen. Right. Um, Can you describe it? It's maybe, a mess, man. For our, for our listeners who may not have seen it. <clears throat> Imagine, all right, bearing in mind that this is supposed to be a drama, mm. so it's an action drama, and imagine if you just 
very shoddily just cut out the face of a supermodel um, and stuck it on, you know, next to your own face in like a school photo. Um, and try to pass that off as an actual photo. Hmm. That is what this looks like. It's terrible. It's so bad. Such a spot-on description. And I have absolutely no idea why they couldn't have just taken a photo of the four members of the family. Like, they're all in this film. Yes. It's so weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, Nicolas Cage... (laughs) It's almost that, or it's like a pencil drawing, like of somebody who's quite good at drawing, and they've drawn Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's just bizarre. <laughs> All right. It is weird. Um, and you know what? We will be posting <laughs> that picture um, on our social media so you can enjoy. Yes. Yeah. It's just shambles. So, anyway, Chloe has finished on the phone. She's obviously in a bad mood. But at the airport, we see somebody who appears to be some sort of minor celebrity um, being approached by the very lady that we saw buying Acts of God in the bookshop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So who knew she was going to be an important player in this movie? So she... I thought she was a star. Yeah, well, um, she is for this moment when she approaches uh, this gentleman. She just starts quoting Bible verses to him that would scare the shit out of me i mean she she does i guess the main purpose of her is that she she's identified um this character played by chad michael murray who some of our yep uh, listeners may know right i don't know i don't know <laughs> but he's yeah a, he's, you hope so wouldn't you he's a someone um but uh, uh he's a someone he was in um he was in one tree hill for like 10 years or however long that went for yes yeah and i believe he's either in or going to be in riverdale off the back of this performance presumably um so anyway he's identified as as buck williams cool name oh you know him do you yeah i mean he's he's buck to his mates sorry yeah i mean are you are you mates of him or um no i should refer to him as cameron shouldn't i yes cameron williams Cameron Williams, yeah. who seems to be, uh, I don't know, like is it, he's a he's a journalist or a news reporter, right? I've I've a major issue with how people are reacting to him. Yeah, like he's not a film star. <laughs> yeah, he's not a rock star. No, he is a journalist. So why is it that everyone knows who he is, as if he was a football star or something? Yeah. Um, it's just I, I don't understand what what they're going for here. Um, also, he's a bit too fucking like good looking, and you know he looks like an action star, not a fucking a crappy journalist. <laughs> that's that's also true. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we know who he is though, and he's being lambasted, I suppose, by this. Uh, oh, good bird. Thank you by this Christian lady. Um, and Chloe, who we've already mentioned is in a bad mood, gets involved and goes, oh yeah, well, why does your God allow war to happen? <laughs> and Christian ladies, like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, he like, he works in mysterious ways and she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah what yeah. about their babies? So like, yeah, but you know, God works in mysterious ways. She's like, yeah, well, what about all the, the dead animals and puppies and stuff? Uh, <laughs> mysterious ways. 
It's just unnecessary, man. All right, so, I mean, it, it seems unnecessary, but what it did do was impress young Buck Williams, um, who was yeah. quite taken with our Chloe, wasn't he? Why, though? She's attractive. That's probably I why. Know, but if you but if you're thinking, right, she's just, she stuck her oar in there. Yeah. Like, if I was to get with her, she's just going to be like that all the time. Yeah. And if she's not arguing with me, she's going to be getting me involved in arguments. And obviously, I am Buck Williams... You know, the coolest journalist in the world. Star reporter. Um, yeah. You know, he can sleep with whoever he wants. So, yeah. I, I don't know why he would decide to pick on or why he would decide to pick this fucking interfering busybody. Well, he's um, in. He's look, in. You know, there you go. He's in New York, isn't he? There's not a lot of girls around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Just that ropey sex in the city lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The three prostitutes and their mother. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. Um, but anyway, yeah. Buck is impressed, so uh, he buys Chloe a coffee, um, and they have well, like, yeah. Well, she refuses, didn't she? Yeah. Can I yeah. Buy you coffee. She goes no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, well, hold on, I'm Buck Williams. So they have a terrible conversation <laughs> as well, don't they? Yeah. It's um, it's just painful, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, but much like a lot of the dialogue in this film, you can tell people are, are acting. Yeah. It's like, I will now speak and now it's your line. Uh-huh. And I imagine there was a lot of them just going, no, now you've got to speak. Do you know what? It's, I, I imagine that would have happened a lot in this. I think it's really funny that you say that because I thought that some of the dialogue in this film was an attempt to make things seem more natural because it's so mm. bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because yeah, when when you get film dialogue, it's obviously planned, and um, you know, you get you get incredible incredible speeches that just don't tend to happen in real life, like off the cuff mm. um yeah you know you think like the pulp fiction burger conversation and stuff like that like that yeah that doesn't that's that's almost like a it's too it's almost too scripted but it's not because it's film and i felt like this was an mm. attempt to go let's make it seem more natural by making it a little bit shit sometimes but the problem mm. is it's a movie so when, <laughs> when you when it's a little bit shit it just seems absolutely terrible. And I've I've put a quote in from, <laughs> from from this little flirty conversation between Buck and Chloe. Um and this yep. kind of ends the ends the chat. Actually I was looking through the thesaurus on my phone this morning and I've decided to go with wacko. Wacko? Mm-hmm. I like that word. Wacko. <laughs> 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 Oh, what the fuck yeah. is that? I mean, it's just weird. Like, but even before that, where she's like, "Yeah, I've um, just been looking through uh, my thesaurus on my phone." <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's that, man? But it's literally after he says, "I like that word, wacko." <laughs> Can I buy you a coffee? No. <laughs> oh, it hasn't yeah. worked at all. A terrible attempt at yeah. flirting has not worked. Um, and then, yeah. guess who arrives at the airport? Nicholas Cage being Nicholas Cage. Damn straight. 
But uh, one of the best scenes in the film, though, when um, the flight attendant gets out the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. She has some pins. She is an attractive lady. Yes. Mm. Nicolas Cage's character obviously agrees because he slips off his wedding ring, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit of a shit ring, I thought, to be honest. <laughs> and I've just noticed that 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 actually sounds disgusting, saying that. Um, <laughs> bit of a shit ring. But mm. um, weirdly enough... I had my wedding ring cleaned <laughs> uh, this week, so I've been very observant on uh, on rings. So you've and been... why would you leave it in the car? Does he not just slip it off and it just falls on the floor? <laughs> no, it's in the it's in like the little compartment next to the gear stick or the handbrake. Uh, right, okay, next to his gear stick. Oh, <laughs> um, well, you're the yeah, one who's no, been observing enough. shit rings for the last week. So. <laughs> Well, that's why I had it cleaned. Anyway, but yeah, so so Nicolas Cage uh, enters into the airport. Yeah, he certainly does. He comes in and uh, Chloe's still having a chat with Buck, still laughing about the word wacko. And yep. uh, and then Chloe what sees... What a funny word. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So Chloe sees her dad and her dad's like, oh shit, oh fucking hell. There's my daughter. Oh. I better... uh, yeah. All right, see you later, um, flight attendant. Um, yeah, grabs her ass. Grabs her, grabs her ring. <laughs> uh, this is brilliant, Nicholas Cage. Though, yeah, no, this is very good. And I have to say, the acting from him at that moment, in that moment, is good. Yeah, it's all right. But I don't think he's acting. He was on set, on set, flirting with an attractive extra. <laughs> Yeah, they actually cut it, but the the real audio of that scene was them going, Nick, it's your scene now, mate. So Chloe and her dad, whose name is Ray... Rayford? Rayford. It's not Rayford, Jesus Christ. What sort of a name is that? (laughs) Rayford. Rayford Steele. Well, hold on. Is Rayford a name? Like, really? Well, I I mean, apparently so. I've never heard of it. More so than Rayford. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking terrible anyway it's ray um so ray and chloe uh have a have a bit of a chat before ray gets on his flight that he's got to fly to london again yeah and he goes what are you doing here <laughs> yeah she's like i was here for your birthday and he's yeah. he's all like oh god sorry if this was a last minute thing i didn't i didn't know that you were coming i and you know i would have been here but it's last minute because it's also Rayford's birthday today. Yeah, so he's flying. He's. I mean, what? What? Yeah, but why is that important? Totally irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Yeah, who knows? <sighs> but then, but then he turns around and he says, um, oh, "Oh, oh, wait, oh, you're Cameron Williams <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah. Like he's fucking Mick Jagger or something? Yeah. Like why does everyone know him?" And then he follows up. Then you really know you're in a Christian film because yeah. he follows up with, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. Oh, holy words. cow. I'm going to, I mean, that needs to be in a regular lexicon, doesn't it? Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. What a film that was. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> some more terrible dialogue though between Chloe and Rayford and again I wrote down I wrote down one quote 
which obviously it comes after a little bit, but just I'll let the dialogue speak for itself. I don't blame you. You don't blame me for what? For running away. But I didn't run away. You said you thought I ran away. Right. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just so noticeable as well. I knew that that was what you were going to (laughs) say. It was... It's just so weird. It's so weird. Like, you don't... You don't blame me for what? For running away. But but I didn't run away. You said you thought (laughs) I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. But then, but then the bit after that, who is that girl? What girl? Well, the girl you were literally with 15 seconds ago. Yeah. Like, be less obvious. <laughs> she's a flight attendant. She's on my, she's on my flight. Don't even, don't even know her name <laughs> or something. Yeah. Don't even know her name in a way. <laughs> just wearing your hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rayford says all right well it's nice to see you cheers for coming to see me for my birthday that was lovely i've got to go fly this plane got to go f- fly this bloody plane to london now so off he goes right now i i have a question mm-hmm. london yep i've heard of it that comes up so many times yes. when they're talking about this flight i'm like why does it matter and and in the end it doesn't matter so so why is it that it's just constantly Oh, just going to London. Well, no, he had to go to London. Oh, yeah, I'll see you when I get to London. Oh, I'm going to do this thing when I'm in London. And it's like, why don't they keep saying that? Yeah. Stop saying the destination if it doesn't matter. <laughs> if it literally doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't play into the story at all. Fucking weird. But if we start, if we start questioning why there are things in this film that have no point, then we're going to be here all night. <laughs> Um, all right, so anyway, so Rayford gets on his plane and Chloe says goodbye to Buck, who is coincidentally getting on the same plane, which is mm. cool. Yeah. Um, so he's off yeah. to London, if you didn't know already. Just going to London, see ya. <laughs> As she's saying bye to, to Buck, this is weird. Some guy on one of those, like, airport, um, what are they called? You know what I mean, like a... Yeah. Boop, yeah, boop, one of them. Boop. Yeah. Some guys... I am crap little things. Some guys zipping past and goes, oh, hey, Chloe, mm. um, can you give these U2 <laughs> tickets to your dad? <laughs> these, these U2 tickets to a, con- a U2 concert in London, could you please give them to your dad? Now, mm. this is ridiculous. Why? Why don't you do it? <laughs> well, well, how is she supposed to be giving them to him he knows when that yeah. flight's gonna go probably like yeah just the, why none of it makes sense it doesn't make any sense to to be fair go on i mean the security of this plane is so shoddy like i mean chad gets on without ever getting his passport out <laughs> um, <laughs> who the fuck's chad it's like uh sorry buck <laughs> buck fucking <laughs> Chad, that's that's only his Fucking really hell, really good mate. No, because I actually know Chad personally. <laughs> yeah. um, so sorry, so Buck. Yeah. yeah, I mean he just gets on the plane. He gets marshaled onto the plane. Yeah, um, doesn't have to get his passport out. He's just, um, and he stops for a bit and uh, and looks behind uh, one last time and then gets on the plane. I'm like, he's he met this girl an hour ago. 
Like, I mean, was it? I mean, was it even that long ago? It feels like it was twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's not had a particularly good chat with her. So, mm-hmm. and if anything, he he should be buzzing to get out of there because it would be right awkward standing there knowing that her dad's doing something very dodgy, um, going to you too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one. So anyway, it turns out it took two weeks to get those tickets. Um, so obviously, mm. Rayford knew that he was flying to London before he said he knew. And I right. bastard. What an absolute shit. So, um, Chloe gives the tickets to Buck, who's going to give them to uh, to Rayford, because he's the, on yep. the same flight. Chad, yeah. <clears throat> and every, every, everybody <laughs> has, the, uh, has access to the pilot on a plane. Um, so that's yeah. fine. Um, and we get onto the plane and we meet oh, a whole is, host. He's a letter bomb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, meet, <laughs> we meet a whole host of new characters on the plane as well. We've got um, <clears throat> Texan businessmen. Do you want to do little impressions of them for me, John? Texan businessmen. All right. Uh, howdy. I'm just doing some, buying some stock and can I have another whiskey? Very good. All right. Nice. Um, yep. we have we have dwarf. Hi there, I'm a little dwarf. I'm just buying some stock, and can I have a whiskey, but in a shot glass? Because he's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have we have some sort of uh, some sort of nerd, like geeky nerd guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm offended by this guy because <laughs> they've gone. Uh, what was their casting call? Like, can he be? Can he have like glasses? Um, but you know, we we need him to be obviously smart. Um, get a Chinese guy in. <laughs> like, it's just was he it's Chinese? Was he? Was he? Was he well, Asian? I hope so. I didn't know this. Yeah. I don't know any race Sakes. nor creed. So that said, we did have a black girl. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like, well. The only reason that they could afford first class is that uh, her dad is obviously a very athletic sportsman. He's he's yeah. never going to be like a banker, you know. He's never going to be a Texan oil baron. <laughs> um, mm. He had to be a sportsman, obviously. Yeah, um, yep. yeah that was ridiculous. Good point. Um, we have a Muslim. Yep, got a Muslim guy, uh, and we have. <laughs> We have an old lady that has Alzheimer's that seems to be played for comic relief. That is also offensive. Um, oh, this is me husband. He thinks we've got home. And he's just like, oh, kill me. I wish I was dead. <laughs> yeah. I've again, shit myself. Again, right. much better dialogue than the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, more realistic I mean, in a way. There, there's also absolutely no chance that that lady would should be flying a, a transatlantic flight like she's <laughs> she she is totally totally riddled with a degenerative disease let's not laugh at her for it like why is she stop laughing john it's, it's not, you're hard riddled she is why and what do you mean she's right she's the one who goes um oh are we home now 
And then <laughs> he goes, no, no, we're not home. We're, we're still on the aeroplane. And then she looks at the others and goes, sorry, that's my husband. He gets a bit confused. And that's mm. supposed to be a laugh, uh, like a, <laughs> a comedy moment that she's got. Yeah. She's clearly got Alzheimer's. Anyway. Mm. Um, so she we calls, meet... Uh, <laughs> she calls Buck um, Frank Sinatra as well, doesn't she? Yes. Exi- <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I know you. You're Frank Sinatra. Oh, look, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. That would make more sense that everyone's going, fuck it, oh, look, it's Frank Sinatra. That would make way more sense. Is that is that Pele? <laughs> no, it's Frank Sinatra. Well, that's still as exciting. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not. It's Buck Williams. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? That's how it goes. He's a local reporter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've met our, we've met our, um, our likely lads on the plane. Well, hold on. What about uh, what about Buck's mate? He's fat mate that loves eating food. Oh yeah, Buck's so got a gone, fat mate. He's got a fat mate, um, and he's just sitting there, um, just being fat, obviously. Yeah. Um, but just just to you know, just to. Just to I don't know add add extra salt to the fatness. <laughs> I bet he they did. just got him eating as he's speaking. Like it's just come on. Yeah. Um, 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 um. Thanks for sorting me out with first class. Um, 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 um. <laughs> like fucking hell, mate. Oh god. Um. Do you know what? I totally forgot about him, and I, I was going to say maybe that will become clear later, but. No, I don't even remember no. any reaction to him disappearing. Does he disappear? <laughs> like, what well, is the point in that well. character? What is the point in that character? Madness. Oh, actually, no. So he's there to say, oh, I saw you speaking to that, that girl. Yeah. So, like, you, yep. you know, you're cracking on with her and that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Buck says to him, well, you know, I'd rather spend time with her than someone that looks like they're, I don't know, an extra in Glee or something. Yes. And this guy cracks up. Yeah. He is like, you got me. And I'm like, I don't understand the reference. And yeah. he is pissing himself. And he goes, that's a good one, whilst he's <laughs> stuffing his face with more chocolate. Like, <laughs> just a pointless man. Very pointless character. While stuffing his face with chocolate and singing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's from Glee. Um, all right, so yeah. we've met we've met the uh, the gang on the plane. <laughs> what a what a what a bunch of characters, eh? Fucks. Sorry, <laughs> characters. Yeah, yeah characters. <laughs> uh, and then, meanwhile, uh, back in reality, I suppose Chloe gets home uh, to see her mum and her. Uh, I suppose as a as a teacher, we tend to call these children. Children with like learning difficulties. <laughs> but her no, brother, you... her brother. Anyway. I don't think he has learning difficulties. <laughs> um, what, does, what does he have? I think he's just a bit of a dick, to be honest. Like, um, and again, like this is, and I know he's not here to defend himself. But <laughs> this, this is, is Len as a kid. As a kid. Right, so hundred percent. Then, as a kid, like this is the thing. This is the thing that uh, the rest of you forget is I grew up with Len. This is one hundred percent Len as a kid. Like that's exactly yeah. what he was like. Uh, his mm. his his sister Chloe describes him as the best baseball player in the world. 
but that's <laughs> that's clearly what you say to the kid who never gets on the team. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes me laugh, though. So uh, when she pulls up, Chloe, in the car, and he's standing there, she's <laughs> like, oh, oh, my goodness, you're so big. Yeah. No, he isn't. He looks <laughs> like he's the tiniest kid in his ear. Yeah. And then he goes immediately, did you get me anything at the airport? Uh, she goes, well, you'll have to wait and see. The fucking present is hanging out of the bag. Yeah. He doesn't even have to open the bag. No. And then he gets out this baseball glove. Um, and as he runs into the house, the line that he says is, oh, I've got that new baseball glove that I've been asking for. Yeah. Just so the audience know <laughs> that this is something that he really appreciates. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Right. Now, <laughs> there's there's the old the old saying in, in like film and TV, I suppose, is show, don't tell. And yes. <laughs> this is maybe a classic example of where... You could quite easily, quite easily show that he wanted a baseball glove by him being excited about <laughs> receiving a baseball glove. He doesn't need to tell everybody that he wanted a baseball glove. Yes, <sighs> this is what I've been asking for. This is what my character would really like. Okay. <laughs> Don't say that again. <laughs> and stop oh, looking at God. the camera. Um, again, with the, you know... <laughs> show don't tell i mean there there are still elements of that that can go wrong so you know chloe sees her mum she's like hey how you doing you know welcome takes off her gardening gloves or whatever it is uh just puts them down on top <laughs> of the bible <laughs> yeah very good good point well spotted speaking of that it doesn't take long for uh for chloe and her mum to have an argument about god and religion yeah five minutes <laughs> straight into it she's chloe's fuming because her mum's mum likes jesus and that and mm. her mum is like i'm just trying to prepare you all for the rapture I'm trying to prepare you for the day when it all goes tits up and everyone that isn't doesn't believe is f- screwed and the rest of us are saved what a weird way to describe the rapture tits up <laughs> no but literally because they go up there naked don't they like their clothes all their bodily oh yeah that is true their... yeah 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 so all the yeah. tits go that up is... oh that's good that i like that yeah and and thus all... the tits went up yeah and soon after the dicks went up <laughs> i went dicks up so Chloe goes to the mall. She's storming out. Oh, I'm fucking fuming. Little Len comes running out, going, "Oh, take yeah. me, take me with you. Where are you going?" And she's like, "No, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, you little shit." And you oh, just give piss me a baseball off. glove. It goes, "Oh, can I have?" It goes, "Can I have a baseball glove?" She goes, "I've just bought you one. Another one." <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's got more interests, as we discover. Because she's like, "All right, I'm going to the mall. Come on, you can come with if you really want." And he's like. Oh, brilliant, because I hear that PJ Games has an 80% sale. 80% off? Is it going under or terrible? Yeah. <laughs> uh, must clear, all stock. <laughs> there, there's actually a bit, um, if you rewatch it, the kid in the car, he's just staring at, at, um, at Chloe. And as the car drives off and the dialogue's finished, 
He's still just staring at her. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You, that. That's not a natural move. Like, if a car starts it. moving, you adjust and just look out the front of the fucking car. Yeah. You don't just stare at the fucking driver. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it, a little treat for myself. I did rewind that and watch that over and over again. Oh, it's, um, it's hilarious, and I encourage you to do it as well. Okay, I might. Um, I might not. Because oh, I'll tell you what. I tell you why I won't. Right. Because I I went back and watched a little bit of Leo the Lion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was to remind some colleagues who had uh, who wanted to know more. I wanted to show mm. some people the song, um, or one or two of the songs <laughs> in the movie, and <laughs> now it means that on my Netflix it still comes up as continue watching <laughs> for Gareth. So I'm not going to rewind it um, as much I'm as I do want to see them. <laughs> Don't. Well, at least there's no songs in this. Well, I mean, there are songs. Not sung by the cast, <laughs> but there are songs. There is music, and it is terrible as There well. is music, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that is true. So go on then, we're, we're, at, the, we're at the shopping centre. Yes, yeah, so they get to the mall and um, having a whale of a time, looking at some performers. and Yeah, there's an extended bit where it's just some break dancers. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Suddenly, as Chloe is talking to her little brother, flash! And he oh, disappears. Hold on, she's hugging him. Oh yeah, she's hugging him. So just, just after he says, um, can I have that drone, it's only a few hundred dollars. You think, you fucking... I've just bought you a baseball glove. Jesus Christ. Um, she's a fucking... She's a student. I know. Fucking hell. I know she looks about 48, but she isn't, <laughs> right? She turns around and says, look, I'm not going to buy you a drone. Uh, you can buy yourself one when you're definitely a great baseball player. And he's like, yay. So <laughs> she hugs him just to calm him down, I guess. And um, he disappears. And that bit yeah. where she's just hugging his clothes. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, so she's left <laughs> hugging his clothes. I mean, chaos erupts at this point because it's not just as it would. Yeah, this little fellow has disappeared. It seems to be a number of people. Not the majority. Mm-hmm. I will point that out. It's you know a relatively a few. It's a few people have disappeared. Yeah, which I mean, oh my god, a few people have gone missing. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's be fair. If a few people disappeared into thin air, that would be terrifying anyway. Yeah. So. Let's not oversell it. It's a few people. <laughs> um, a car comes smashing through the shopping mall for absolutely no reason either. Because, <laughs> because the driver, uh, the driver's still in the driver's seat. Like it's not like somebody. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my god! Everyone's through. disappearing. Well, not everyone. A few people. Oh. <laughs> Narrowly, narrowly misses Chloe. Uh, we mm. then see what happens at the in the plane. We cut back to the plane. Yeah, and that's way better. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us what happens, John? So, first victim, little daughter. Yeah. She's gone. My, uh, We come back to the guy that's definitely a Muslim. Yeah. Uh, because the first thing he does, he looks to his right, just sees some clothes, and then says, Allo Akbar. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not heavily religious. I suspect the shock would override you saying that. I think what you're more likely to say is, oh, what's going on? That well, is a more likely reaction I wonder, than going, Allo Akbar. Yeah, I wonder That's if... like him just saying to the audience, "Yeah, 
Remember, I am Muslim. Yeah. And I am religious. I, I wonder if it's the equivalent of us looking to the right and going, holy cow. <laughs> um, chaos erupts on the plane as well. So, so a handful of people go missing. Everybody loses mm. their shit. They're running around, they're screaming. Um, ah. Yeah, it's, it is chaos. Oh, what's going on? Get off me. What? then happens is because they're all they're all banging on the door to get him to see Rayford. Yeah, I want to see the captain. It's the captain's fault. It's his fault. Ah, oh, ah, God, they're all in there, I reckon. Oh. <laughs> pilot, boy, pilot, what are you doing with our kids? Oh. What are you done? Also with that guy that was eating earlier. Where's he gone? Fat fella. Well, he's definitely not in here because he wouldn't fit in here, would he? Well, actually, disaster almost because the... Um, the co-pilot disappears, and this is while mm. Rayford's out having a little flirty flirt with um, flight attendant. So he yeah. almost can't get back into the cockpit, but then just does get back into the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in! Let me! Oh yeah, yeah! I just press this button. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll open it. Um, <laughs> Rayford goes. Well, look, everybody's losing their shit, and they're banging on the door here. I'm going to lower the pressure in the cabin so everybody has to sit down and use their oxygen masks clever move yeah very very smart move but bizarrely (laughs) we have about 45 seconds of footage of everybody sitting there with their oxygen masks on (laughs) the 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 dramatic music ends right watch this back if you if you want to watch another bit back the dramatic music ends and then everybody's just sitting in their seats with the oxygen masks on them. And it just still keeps going for like 15 to 20 seconds of them just sitting there with <laughs> oxygen masks on, doing nothing. But also we get the uh, the journalist um, who's also uh, Indiana Jones or, or some <laughs> shit, like, yeah. where he doesn't need oxygen because everyone else is struggling. <laughs> Um, he goes over and calms the old woman down who's definitely dying at this point Um, I mean she's confused as it is she thinks she's at home Uh, she doesn't know where her husband's gone Um, he's gone to the toilet she's looking going well he's gone to the toilet but he's left his clothes behind left behind (laughs) (laughs) so she's nervous she's she's sitting there thinking my husband's gone missing he's not got his clothes and the kids are missing (laughs) So, you would be worried, wouldn't you? Because this is now turning into a devastating journey for them. Um, is there but, anything uh, more confusing than... Well, what would be more confusing than that is that suddenly Frank Sinatra's giving you oxygen. <laughs> so, and then Nicolas Cage comes out. Yeah, he does. Um, he calms everyone down a little bit by saying, basically... I know nothing. Bit of uh, bit of John Snow there. <laughs> um. There is a there's a bit here. There's some bits where it's like you know he comes out. It's like look, you can all remove your oxygen masks because um, I've I've calmed down now. <laughs> um, and so, oh, what's going on? Where's my kid? And he's like, look, I know you all on answers, yeah. <laughs> Because I do as well. <laughs> um, and he goes, and I will do my best to get them. Uh, but right now, you know, we have to just relax, calm down. 
Let's just make sure that we're all safe. And someone's like, oh, safe. Safe from what? Uh, ah! <laughs> and he stands up and just <laughs> like goes mental. And yeah. and uh, and I'm going to say Nicolas Cage yeah. uh, says this. Because this is Nicolas Cage. Because he just out of nowhere just goes, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> There's like eight seconds of man shrinking uh, yeah. back into his seat. And away from the film, I don't ever remember seeing that guy again. <laughs> that was um, it. He, he probably set. disappeared at that point. Now we also we do cut back to the mall, and there's like there's looting and violence and all sorts of shenanigans going on. It's mm. uh, it's bedlam, bedlam um, on the ground. I then I wrote yeah. down here because this is the bit where Buck Williams is walking around like filming people and interviewing people and taking photos. What is the yep. point? What is the point in him being an investigative journalist in terms of for this movie? <laughs> the, the dwarf basically tells him to fuck off. He's like, yeah, he's a dick though. Fuck off, please. Who, the dwarf or <laughs> fuck? The dwarf guy. We didn't, we didn't yeah, talk about he's... it earlier, but there is so much evidence of him being a dickhead. Like being angry at... At the Muslim guy who says, "Hey man, do you need some help getting the getting your suitcase up?" And he's like, "Uh, mm. no. What are you talking about?" It's like, "Well, because you're a really small person, and that's a really you're high tiny. You're like you're struggling, mate. <laughs> the suitcase is <laughs> is twice the size of you. So yeah. So we've got in the, the the main hull of the plane, we've got Buck Williams taking photos, unsolicited photos of people." <laughs> Yeah, he's not asked for off. any permission. Whereas yeah. we've got Ray that's now kicking into this super pilot, and he starts. Uh, he says to his his muse, the lady. Her, her name's her. Hattie. 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 Says yeah. to Hattie, she's freaking out, being very unprofessional. Mm. And he says, uh, "Look, I need you to focus." Uh, he goes, "Go and do a full check on the manifest." So at least find out, you know, who's missing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Smart. You know, yep. he's he's making some smart decisions. And then she says to him, <laughs> she goes, Ray, I'm scared. Hurt me. And he goes, I will be, as soon as I have time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a guy. It's so Nicolas Cage, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, after after uh, Nicholas Cage has been Nicholas Cage for a bit, he then yep. has to revert to Rayford Steel. <laughs> Rayford yep. Steel. Um, Ray Steel. Actually, I just thought if you combined their surnames, it'd be Steel Cage. <laughs> well, he's got to be super pilot again because. What's he spotted out? He's of the his... only pilot on board for a start. Well, well that. Yeah. <laughs> but what's he spotted out of his window? But another aeroplane approaching madness. I know. That, How unlucky a, is that? That's a good scene. That. Well, that is very unlucky. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it. Yeah, it's done pretty well. Um, I think mm. I have a couple of issues with it. First of all, so it's flying towards him. So he's like, "All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to." lift by a thousand feet or whatever he says like he's going up a thousand <laughs> a thousand feet you're not a pilot 
Do you, do you want me to tell you what he says? Because I am a pilot, obviously. Go on. Charlie, 1581, you're in our airspace. I'm climbing 1,000 feet. That is climbing. one zero 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 feet. <laughs> climbing. Damn, Sorry, mayday. Yes. This is Pancar 257. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. That's, that's then... normally where we would insert audio, but there's absolutely no reason <laughs> to insert audio there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, they're involved in a collision. Brutal. Right, but here's the nonsense bit. If he's if he's climbing one thousand feet, right, how do they still mm. hit each other? He must have climbed into a position to hit that plane. <laughs> if he'd stayed where he was, if he'd stayed where he was, he would have been fine. Well, I trust him, he is a pilot. You didn't think about that, did you? But now no. Eclipse that that plane. The plane we see it sort of descend off. It starts like rapidly descending um, into the distance. Is that's pretty eerily done? Like I I quite like that. Like a a pilotless plane, and you only see yeah. the cockpit for like a fleeting second, and there's no one in it. That's that's pretty mm. scary. Like that's really eerie. That is scary. It? Yeah, yeah, that is good. Uh, um, and then <clears> you just saw <throat> not enough sort of that. S- And what no. are the odds? What are the odds <laughs> that you know, because again, we're talking about a very small percentage of people that have gone missing at this point. What are the odds that it would be another fucking pilot? After that mid-air collision, the plane is like a little bit on fire as well. Kai, it... <laughs> <laughs> you'd be calm in a fucking emergency situation. Uh, apparently the uh, plane's a little bit on fire. <laughs> is it? <laughs> fucking hell. On a plane, a we're going to all die. Only a little bit. Buck Buck Williams has decided that he's in charge of the like the the main body of the plane. Um, seeing as Hattie's doing such a terrible job, <laughs> she's running around yeah. shitting herself. And anyway, he, so, oh he's my god, starts... we're never going to make you two. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's worried about. And then we go back to the ground, and we see Chloe going back home after sort of escaping the mall and all the violence and looting and people mm. just being mean to Has each that other. grim scene in the hospital. Yeah, so she, she stops off at her hospital um, and goes to the children's ward to see if maybe little Len's there. And then this creepy lady, <laughs> creepy lady appears and says, they've all gone. <laughs> Yep, and she smeared all her makeup all over her face as well. Yeah. Just to make it a little bit more scary. Um mm. anyway, then she heads home and her mum's not there. Her mum has seemingly mm. disappeared in the shower, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't wearing any clothes, but she was wearing a necklace and that's left behind. So that mm. left behind. <gasps> oh my god, that's why they call it that. <laughs> Good. Um, so then we go back to the aeroplane and Nicolas Cage. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rayford Steele. No, he might be Nicolas Cage at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, look. Wiley Fox that Rayford Cage steal, steel Cage, is <laughs> he has somehow, despite despite being on a plane, despite <laughs> that being all the information he has, He's realised that, well, actually, 
He's got the photo of his family that we saw earlier in, in the film as well. He's got the same photo. <laughs> and he's looked at that. He's looked at that photo and gone, do you know what? I know what's happened here. And he's worked out. <laughs> he's got a hypothesis, a working hypothesis, that everybody who is Christian has disappeared. And Hey, look, it checks out. checks out, doesn't it? Well, he he asks Hattie to go and find the to get the bag from another air uh, flight attendant mm. who who disappeared. Go and get her bag. She was a terrible actress, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Again, pointless. And anyway, yeah. brings her bag in to Rayford, <laughs> and Rayford makes her empty it and looks through her diary and sees that she had booked in for next Thursday. Bible Club. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So That's good. Ah, oh, Bible studies. I oh, knew it. Massive <laughs> writing as well. Had nothing on that day. Do you mm. need to put it in your fucking diary? <laughs> I. You just know, wouldn't you? That's just something yeah. you do. Well, then we go back into uh, to the the hull. The mum of the girl. The uh, that's that went missing in first class mm. suddenly decides yep. that she's going mental and um she's lost it she's absolutely lost it she's wondering who took her kid her husband has put them up to this she he's paid because he doesn't want her to take her away from him and um obviously something crazy's gone on like she the plane landed and <laughs> she got taken away and she was asleep and someone put something in her dr- she's she's lost it but also yeah she manages to pull a gun out of her bag <laughs> buck williams man he is just one all-american hero point the gun at me <laughs> keep keep the gun pointed at me point it at me there you go yeah just keep it at please me please kill me yeah please kill me <laughs> yeah can I buy you a coffee, you wacko? <laughs> Sorry? I learned this word today. It's great. Um, <laughs> Your word is very funny. I will put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all of that's happening. Meanwhile, Chloe, back on ground, uh, decides to go to church for some reason. And while she's at church, oh, um, the, <laughs> the pastor... Pastor Barnes. Excellent. Thank you. Um... Oh, she goes great. and speaks to Pastor Barnes. Now, what is interesting about Pastor Barnes, John? Why don't you tell me what is interesting about Pastor Barnes? Well, I mean, <clears throat> for a start, he doesn't believe in God, apparently. But <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. So that was that, that was uh, the... how he used to live. Well, you know, I deliver the message. I don't necessarily have to believe in the message. <laughs> yeah. She walks in and she's like, "Hey, oh, uh, what are you still doing here?" And he's like, <laughs> "So he's got some explaining to do." I mean that scene is hilarious. Well, it it ends it <laughs> ends with another one of my lines of the movie, which is delivered by Chloe. So the the pastor says, "Come on, Chloe, you have to listen to me," and she, and she goes, <laughs> "Listen to you? Why should I? You didn't even listen to you." <laughs> His reaction to it, though. Like, he just bursts into tears. <laughs> it just starts crying. It's so good. <laughs> the God that my mother talked about would never do something like this. 
Chloe, please. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) What a loser. Go looting or something. (laughs) Everyone else is doing it. Come on. Anyway, back on the plane again. I forgot to mention this, actually. Um, At one point, Rayford Steele decides it's time to turn the plane around. He's like, uh, mm. um, we're not halfway to London yet, so we're going to turn back around and go back to New York. Brings up London again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in case. And, well, it turns out that maybe that decision has backfired because there's no, no space, no space at JFK. He finally manages to get through on the radio. That's something else we haven't mentioned. He's been struggling to get through on the radio to anybody at uh, any of the control towers to... To tell him what's going on. Maybe they all disappeared. Maybe it affected children, Christians, and control tower employees. <laughs> well, no, they're all at Bible study, so. <laughs> it's not Thursday yet. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. He finally gets through to some guy um, who has got one of the creepiest voices, like creepy radio voice. Incon257, <laughs> this is dispatch. And he tells him, like, he tells, tells Rayford. Who, uh, who, who, who he knows as well. These two know each other. The guy that he gets through to is one of his old mates. He's like, "Oh, thank God, it's you." And then he's like, "Yeah, hey, Rayford. Um, sorry, but there's no space at JFK. You won't be able to land here. You will have to go to Syracuse." <laughs> right. I'm not going there. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And then Rayford's like, "Well, I can't get to Syracuse. That's too far away. I've got like I'm almost out of fuel already." He's like, sorry, I, I can't. We don't have any room. There's all the everybody's left their trucks around. Like, what does he? What does he mean? <laughs> what does he mean? There's no room. <laughs> like, if there's no if room, the, see you later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's baffling. But Rayford's like, well, we're 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 not going to be able to make that. So uh, I guess I don't know. We're just going to die. Like, he's so calm. It's either that he's supposed to be super calm or Nicolas Cage has stopped giving a shit about this movie. <laughs> Probably the latter. Then, meanwhile, we see some of the the most pointless character development I've ever seen in my life between the British female drug addict and <laughs> the Texan businessman who have a chat about the fact that the Texan businessman knew her dad and saw her when she was a kid and had a little plastic desk and how he regrets not spending more time with his kids. Mm. I mean, this is the second time we've heard from the Texan businessman (laughs) since since he asked for a whiskey at the start of the movie. Pointless. Adds absolutely zero to anything that's happening. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, why is he relevant? He's not. <laughs> he isn't. <laughs> he just isn't. So anyway, back on the ground, or more specifically, about thirty meters off ground, Chloe. Yeah. Now, she's decided to kill herself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's happening, but okay. <laughs> why? Why is she doing that? <laughs> What, because her, cause her, her brother and her mum have disappeared and mm. some people are looting? Get some resilience, girl. I can't, I can't live in this world anymore because, you know, a few people have gone missing. 
so weird. So she's standing on top of a, some sort of ladder on top of a bridge. Why has she climbed to the top of the bridge? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that is the most elaborate way to try and kill yourself. Like, it, just throw yourself off the bridge. Like, that works. <laughs> you don't have to climb to the top of the bridge. Like, And, I mean, whilst this is happening, we're seeing sort of, there's some, I think... I think I think they've invested in a helicopter to get some of these shots, like flying <laughs> around her um, while she's at the top. And there's this music. I'll play a small insert now. When you live in a world and everybody goes missing, but not everybody, <laughs> just a couple of people. Well, I was going to insert the the audio, but I'll use that. <laughs> Hilarious music. It's ter- terrible music. And she's literally just about to jump. Her knees, she bends her knees, about to launch off. When suddenly, whoop, her phone rings. And, and it's Buck. And he's with her dad, who she assumed had died. Um, so anyway, Rayford, Rayford tells Chloe, um, we're, we're trying to land back at JFK, but there's no room. So we're going to, I don't know, we're, oh, God, we're in trouble here, I tell you. She's like, all right, I've got to go. And she drives off. So <laughs> I thought Runs she off was... again. Well, <laughs> I thought she was heading off to, uh, to clear the runway at JFK. I was like, why is she mm. going to be allowed to do that? This is going to be mental. <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> she, she drives to uh, apparently... A like a highway that's under construction or something. Mm, um, yeah, it's a bit weird, but fine. She convenient. knows that that's happening. <laughs> Very convenient. Yeah. But anyway, she goes to clear it and <laughs> gets in a truck and basically knocks some cones out of the way. If this truck can knock these cones and some little plastic fences out of the way, <laughs> wouldn't the plane be able to knock them out of the way? Why is that an issue? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Planes are very weak. Um, they're the construction of a plane. Um, they're obviously made of paper mache, um, so there's no way that um, a plane of that size, a jumbo jet, would be able to knock over uh, a small plastic cone. And that's fact. And that's science corner from John McCann. <laughs> I like science corner. <laughs> you don't get a jingle. Um, <laughs> she uh, she she does manage to clear the way pretty well, and there's a bit of dialogue that I haven't written it verbatim, but the meaning is pretty much exactly the same. I'm wondering, actually, John, whether we we act this out. Oh yeah, I know that's I know that's hard, but um, we're gonna act this out. Okay, so I want you to well, be I've got Chloe. The here, so. I want you to be Chloe, and then yep. I want you to be Buck. Okay. Um, okay. I'm playing both roles, am I? You're playing both <laughs> roles, but I'll be right. I'll be uh, I'll be Rayford Steele for the other bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, Chloe, listen carefully. We need one mile of runway. <laughs> uh. Uh, there's there's only nine tenths of a mile. That will be fine. 
Is that gonna be enough? If it isn't, I don't want her to think it was her fault. Well, she's still on the phone, so... (laughs) (laughs) Is it not gonna be enough? (laughs) No, it will be fine. (laughs) In what world? In what world is there only being nine-tenths of a mile... If that isn't enough, how is that possibly Chloe's fault? <laughs> like, that's all that's there. That's not... It's nobody's fault. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, then... Yeah. Um, uh, beautiful acting, again, by the way. Uh, as always, I know I could, knew I could rely on you. <laughs> the other thing that Rayford passes on is... Because they're flying into New York. There's a lot of lights around. It's hard to tell where exactly this freeway is and um (laughs) so buck's got some sort of app going that like google maps basically they're trying to trying to guide the plane via google map yeah um but rayford says to chloe you know we need some sort of light to show us where this runway starts like get us like a big torch (laughs) or like a flare a flare would be perfect close oh god i don't know Anyway, she finds some petrol, I think, and sets it yep. alight, causes a big explosion, which Rayford... Big explosion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rayford sees, and he's like, all right, I can land there, yeah. So he goes, and he lands on the high, on the freeway, and, oh my goodness, they're going too fast, and they're going to crash at the end. <laughs> and they stop centimetres away from some oil tanker that has appeared. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they're Uh, very important for constructing highways. You always put them in the middle of a highway. That is true. Anyway, so that the the plane lands, we then cut to Chloe, who's the other end of the 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 runway, in inverted commas, and she starts Mm. sprinting down it to get to the plane but she's sprinting in slow motion because it's fucking dramatic. And yeah. in the background, an explosion goes off and <laughs> has absolutely zero consequences for anything. Yeah, what's the point in that? It, what, they've That costs a lot of money. <laughs> Why have they spent money on that? Weird. I thought it was going to like cause some sort of thing that would mean that that to get everyone off the plane before the plane exploded. No. Exactly. But nope. <laughs> it did nothing. Maybe that's what it was going to be and then they ran out of money. So they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, don't worry about I honestly think somebody might have forgotten what the purpose of that explosion was. <laughs> <laughs> because because on the plane, they're all going, quick, get off, get off, we've got to get off quickly. The Muslim guy pushes the dwarf off the plane. Kicks him, like, really, yeah. <laughs> he kicks him out. <laughs> Just uh. mad. So maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that is what was supposed to happen. Is that that explosion was to lead to some time problem, but they forgot to connect <laughs> the dots. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Chloe sprints down and runs straight to no, not her dad, to Buck, who she's known for twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think even he was surprised. Oh, you're right. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
anyway, then she then she does see her her dad gives him a hug, I think, or a high five or something. Um, she hugs and, him. <laughs> okay, good, good. This as the final line of the movie. Nicholas Cage says, "It looks like the end of the world." Yeah. And then Chloe says, "No, not yet. I'm afraid this is just the beginning." And then the pan out shot. It's <laughs> just like, why are they standing there like that? Yeah, and, and it just goes on for ages. You got everyone, everyone just running around as you would expect. <laughs> if you just got off a plane, you want yeah. to stretch your legs, don't you? And also, yeah. it's a, a catastrophe. Um, but they're just sort of standing there, waiting for someone to say cut. It's just awful. And no part of that looks like the end of the world. It looks like New York at night. <laughs> Oh my god, how many people have gone missing? A couple. A couple. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is uh, Left Behind. Left Behind. Well, all right. Well, look, that has been a, a long a long romp through Left Behind. Um I've enjoyed I've enjoyed reliving it with you, mate. Um mm. as always. Thanks for uh, thanks for for accompanying me for the, throughout that journey. Um, yeah, grim journey. I would love I would love to hear your final thoughts and blueberry. And I'm I'm going to let you go first because I'm a mm. I'm a generous, gracious host. It's good. So that means that I wasn't last week. Um, nope. <clears throat> I uh, this film was worse than I thought it was going to be. um it's bad it's very very bad this film um and and the themes that are kind of riding through it annoy me but having said that i think there are moments in this film that that genuinely crack me up um they're not going for that they're not going for that at all i'm gonna score it i don't think it's a zero blueberry movie Uh, i know i know um the fact that I went back this morning to uh, to watch some scenes again. But I, I, I think the problem we have is if we'd not done Leo the Lion first, <laughs> yeah. um, I think we've set the bar very low. I, I have flitted because I think that Leo the Lion drags that zero blue real low. Yeah. So I think this is a one bloob. Mm. I think it scrapes a one bloob. Okay. Um, just through sheer enjoyment of um, of how shit some of the scenes are, it doesn't yeah. quite qualify as the so bad it's good. It's uh, you know it's it's not it's not ever going to creep up to to two blueberries. It's, it's not like when we've covered um, some of the Stephen King stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so I think <clears throat> as much as I want to score it a zero blue, but I think had I had this been first, this might have been a zero blue. But I just think. It just has to have that something sickening, um, uh, to quote um, Maximus Elefante from uh, from last week's uh, um, pod. But um, mm. yeah, I, I uh, it, it's a one blueberry for me. So there we go. Thank you. No, uh, a well reasoned um, review there, John. Um, I mean, I would say. It has to have that something sickening. I I wonder whether the overt anti 
atheist tones are the sickening element but but i i also had the same thought i i I did think if we hadn't started with leo the lion and the fact that we have started with leo the lion means that everything is put into perspective now like i feel like a changed man after watching that movie and it's, it's an experience yeah like i want to go back and watch like all of those movies that I've given three blueberries for and just <laughs> <laughs> rethink it all. I really do. Um, but this is terrible. It is terrible. It's it's got the it's got the filmic quality of a of a rubbish daytime made for TV movie for a start. Mm. Um, mm. It's got some abysmal abysmal characters that are either just pointless and we hear too much from them or 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 we they there's like they fall into this horrible space where it's either they're not quite just an extra in the background and they're not a character that needs any development but we get some development from pointless extras in the background (laughs) (laughs) it's awful and there are decisions and consequences that make no sense. And it is pure nonsense. Absolute drivel. Mm. Um, yeah. But you, when you watch it, you do see what they were going for, at least. Mm. Like, you know what they were hoping <clears throat> to achieve. In terms of blueberries, because I do need to score it. Um, it isn't as bad as Leo the Lion, but I don't think everything has to be as bad as Leo the Lion to get zero blueberries either. That is true. That's that's that something we true. have to remember. It's not like a. It's not like that is the the point that it gets to zero. No. Uh, and then I think this, however, probably earns itself one blueberry for having some sort of coherent plot and i will give it (laughs) therefore one blueberry congratulations Mm. to left behind you are not the worst of netflix i mean it is but (laughs) (laughs) well it's just you know no i mean look it's one of the worst of netflix but it isn't the worst oh yeah it's not the worst film on netflix because it's it's the best out of the two that we've looked at. <laughs> Which, yeah, actually, it brings me on to a very exciting moment, John. I cannot wait to hear what we're going to be watching next so that our lovely listeners don't have to li- watch it. I'm going to send you the trailer, Gaz. Oh, my um, goodness. Okay. So you can watch it now. I'll only send you, like, you know, a 30-second snippet. Um, I'll give you the synopsis without giving you the name of the film. Um, but for our listeners, uh, we will play that now. On a primitive planet, a war begins. yourself alienator is coming 
Cole is an evil guy about to be <laughs> executed on a distant spaceship. He manages to escape on a shuttle and make his way to some woods in America. The commander <laughs> of the spaceship decides to send out the alienator to execute Cole at all costs. Cole meets up with some teenagers, and together they all try not to get killed by the pursuing woman of death, the alienator. <laughs> yes! I am so pumped to watch that. Oh my god. Yeah. So there you go. So the alienator is coming. Wow, I cannot wait, mate. Thank you very much for... Uh... Uh, for setting that one up, um, giving mm. us some exciting viewing over the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I may watch it in instalments. Um, <laughs> genuinely, if you have enjoyed this podcast, then please do leave us a review, particularly for the worst of Netflix, because it is a it is a new um, a new feature that uh, that we're we're running here at Fan Critical, and so we would love to hear some feedback from it um only positive feedback five bloobs only yeah and we know that there are loads of blueberries going spare because we are not using them up on these movies (laughs) um so so do uh do leave us a review it'd be much appreciated um we should also probably mention uh what else is going on shouldn't we oh yeah loads more of these um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so we've uh, we've obviously got our Game of Thrones coverage that's uh, started up on our dedicated um, Game of Thrones channel. So, bastards and broken things, go and check that out for Indeed. a retrospective on season seven, um, and obviously a uh, a follow up of season eight. Um, we are continuing our Stephen King coverage. Um, the next film that we're doing is The Tommy Knockers, um, mm. which I'm especially looking forward to um, because I was hoping to skip that, to be honest, but Len's not in it, so I have to be. Um, what yeah. about you, Gaz? What's uh, what's your next appearance on the pod? Uh, my next appearance will probably be Game of Thrones, to be honest, mate. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make Tommy Knockers either. Sorry, it's just you and the girls. <laughs> so there you go um yeah. but yeah look give us comments we are very active on instagram our instagram is fan underscore critical our twitter is fan critical pod i'm normally on there so if you don't like me and you want to slag me off uh feel free um i'll just ignore you to be honest no, do it do it through something <laughs> other than twitter let us know on, let the rest of us know on Instagram, and we'll keep it from John. And also, we're on Facebook as well, um, uh, at just at Fan Critical. Um, so, so that's it. So that's how professional we are. All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, and goodbye to you. See ya.